Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Heart of Markness Classic Rock Podcast. I'm the Led Zeppelin Podcast on Thursdays and I'm Classic Rock on the weekends. <laughs> Led Zeppelin in the streets, Classic Rock in the sheets. Or the other way around. Other way around's better. Man, Led Zeppelin in the sheets for sure. That's the winner. Today, we have a concert that may possibly be... Mike Millard's last recording. It's uh, unknown, but the, the, the notes from the show, it's the last one uh, that, the, that the GEMS group has chronologically in their possession, although they say that uh, that may not be the case definitively, but for now, this is the last recording that we have of Mike Millard's making that we know of. It is Keith Richards and the Expensive Winos, January 23rd, 1993. Universal Amphitheater, Los Angeles. And this was not taped with Millard's legendary Nakamichi tape player and battery pack. This was taped with a DAT recorder, digital audio tape, which is even better than the... Nakamichi, because it's digital. Assuming the mics and everything were good, and they would be, because he's Mike Millard, and he doesn't fuck around. So we got a great show from a great man who died in 1994 by his own hand. Rest in peace, Saint Michael Millard. You've given the world unbelievable, limitless joy. And culture you've given you've given civilization and human culture a huge huge library of work to help define and explain and manifest the musical landscape from the mid 70s through the mid 90s thank you michael this shit's really important i mean even now, this is almost 30 years old. His last recording is almost 30 years old. But I'm 53 years old, so 30 years ago doesn't sound that long ago because I was there and I was an adult back then. So it's like, yeah, I remember 1993. It was awesome. I was young. Um, but 100 years from now, 200 years from now, 1,000 years from now, this will have much more relevance when we don't have first-hand memory of Keith Richards <laughs> and or Led Zeppelin or you know any of those any of those recordings any of those artists and it's invaluable because look a Coltrane recording of um oh my god Mark what is the name of his fucking my memory despises me my memory is like a cat it's there until I needed to do something and then it's gone Holy shit. There's a rec I have to look it up now. Because I know the name of it, but I can't think of it right now. Boy, oh boy. Anyway. John Coltrane. There we go. A Love Supreme. Christ Almighty. I'm sorry I had to put you through that. That's how my brain works. Aren't you stoned? I'm not stoned. It's four in the afternoon on a Sunday. 
I haven't consumed anything more powerful than water and some leftover butter chicken from the other night. No, not stoned, not high at all. A Love Supreme. There it is. A new full recording of A Love Supreme live has been released recently, and it was da 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 da, da an audience tape by a Coltrane fan who took the time and had the opportunity to make a recording of High Enough Fidelity to be released half a century after it was done. And that's a big deal. Coltrane is huge. A Love Supreme is huge. It's hugely important that this exists. And now we have Mike Millard who has shit. We have a hundred of those so far. More than a hundred so far of his shows out there publicly. And I do my small part on my street corner ringing my bell with my sandwich board. Saying, listen to this cool shit, man. So yay, Mike Millard, yay. Yay, stealth recordings, audience recordings. Let's hear it. Let's hear it for the people who said, fuck the rules, I'm taping this show. Because now it exists, and it exists forever. Mike Millard's captured some of Led Zeppelin's best concerts. From the 77 tour, the L.A. run. From the 75 tour, he didn't capture really the best concerts of that tour, but he captured, you know, you know what I mean. Um, holy shit. The Stones, Alice Cooper, Bob Dylan, a shitload of Bob Dylan from an era that I'm just kind of learning to appreciate, the 78 tour. Just before he went, I love Jesus. Here are some albums that you will not listen to. Um, so yeah, Mike Millard, thank you. If there's anything after this life, I hope you can uh, gain some of the benefit of the renown in which you're held. So thank you, buddy. Keith Richards, January 23rd. Now, Keith Richards and the Expensive Winos, if you remember, if you were there, and most of you were there, but not all of you, I realize. My demographics, it's hard to get demographics on a podcast because I'm probably stupid and not doing it right. And I have this one uh, company I use that basically gives me a breakdown of the people who listen to me on Spotify. The people who listen to me on Spotify could probably fit inside one city bus. Um, so it's not, it's, I'm sure it's not demonstrative of everybody who listens over everything. But overwhelmingly my audience is Gen X dudes and boomers. That's okay. I'm a Gen X dude. But there's also a lot of folks like on Dogs of Doom, the youth who are listening, and just the people who are discovering Led Zeppelin in their teens and 20s. So, yay, welcome to you. Here's a little backstory. In the mid-1980s, the Rolling Stones kind of went on hiatus. They had a soft, not official breakup. After uh, Dirty Works the, in 85, 86, when that came out, um, they didn't tour for it. And it it got out that Mick and Keith were on the outs and they, they spar back and forth, but you know, like anybody like, like Jimmy Page and Robert Plant were on the outs in the eighties, um, until their record sales plummeted and, and they started playing Zeppelin music again and they got famous again and then they're on the ins. But, um, 
Yeah, Mick and Keith had it. Mick started releasing solo albums, which pissed off Keith because he's like, hey, we have a band for that. And then Keith said, fuck it. I'll put a band together and release a solo album, which he did in 1988, which I used to have um, a version of on mini CD in a little miniature film can with a raised skull on it. Very cool. And all that, I can't remember the name of it, the the album. But uh, Keith's album was more successful than Mick's. Uh, it got better reviews. And, and Keith was on, I remember he was on Saturday Night Live playing uh, Shouldn't Take It So Hard, yeah. Because Keith's guitar, I mean, his voice is... But... He came up with a top-notch rock band, Steve Jordan on drums, and Steve Jordan is now drumming for the Rolling Stones. And uh, my gut tells me, no, 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 that's not right. But it's their call. Um, Good drummer, great drummer, actually. I think he actually drummed with uh, Keith in the Hail Hail Rock and Roll, the Chuck Berry movie that Keith did in 86. I think Steve Jordan was the drummer for that. And if you haven't seen that movie, that's a good one. Because that's uh, basically Keith Richards puts together an all-star tight band and uh, wants to have a concert to celebrate Chuck Berry's upcoming 60th birthday. And Chuck Berry was a cantankerous dude. Um, and he would just go from gig to gig and whoever hired him for a gig had to provide a band. And all the band need to, needed to know were some Chuck Berry tunes, which are one, four, five, you know, and uh, Chuck would show up, play, and get paid in cash, and leave. And Keith wanted him to actually, like, celebrate him with, like, no, we're going to get a good band and play this for you. Blah, 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 Steve Jordan. That's how he got Steve Jordan. See that movie, Hail, Hail, Rock and Roll, if you haven't. And then uh, the Expensive Winos went on tour. That's Steve Jordan, uh, Ivan Neville, I think, on keyboards from the Neville Brothers, or of the Neville Brothers lineage, and uh, Wadi Wachtel, who's uh, kind of the backup guy for every California artist from the 70s, the guitarist. He's Warren Zevon's guitarist. I think he's done stuff with Linda Ronstadt. <coughs> Jackson Brown and stuff. You see him in the background. He's got uh, glasses, John Lennon glasses, really long hair, and like a uh, sleeveless vest kind of guy. And he's looked the same since 1975. That's the band. They're good. They are tight. They are together. I think you might have had Bobby Keys with them, too, uh, on sax. I can't remember. Anyway, now I'm starting to waste time. But... um. He went on tour. It was successful. People enjoyed it. I had tickets to see him at the Orpheum Theater in Boston in 88. And I didn't go for some reason. I don't know why. I did that sometimes because it was like, I don't fucking feel like going. Because I'm an idiot. So if I could go back in time, I'd thwack myself in the back of the head and say, you have a piece of paper which will allow you to go see Keith Richards in a theater that's small enough that you could whip a battery and hit him. Not that I would, but it's just demonstrative of how small the theater is. I saw Lou Reed there. I saw Robert Plant there. Good stuff, man. 
All right. Anyway, anyhow, anywhere I choose. Now I'm just straight up babbling. 12 minutes has got to be the cutoff. All right. We're going to listen to Keith on his tour for the album following um, his first solo album that I can't remember. This is called Main Offender. Had another hit on it, Wicked As It Seems, which didn't wasn't as big. And Eileen actually had a couple hits off it. I remember it. Yeah. So, I mean, he had his own little solo thing. But long and short of it is his solo career and bitching in the press, his successful solo career and bitching in the press, suddenly got Mick Jagger interested in a rapprochement. And they got together and kissed and made up. And the Stones came back and did Steel Wheels on the Steel Wheels tour, which I saw them on 1989, 1990-ish, which I think was the last tour that they did with Bill Wyman before he said, I'm rich enough, man. Fuck this. I'm out. Keith Richards. This is the show opener, an Eddie Cochran song, Something Else. This is a song that Zeppelin would do back in the day. Good song. Good rendition. It's Keith Richards' voice, so, I mean, take it as, uh, you know, it's that. But good band and a good show opener. Something else. Keith Richards, January 23rd, 1993.
That was good. I mean, Keith's voice is Keith's voice. And he's an icon, so everybody knows what he sounds like now. But um, that was rock and roll. That's a good band. And that's different from the stuff he did with the New Barbarians with Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie Wood back in 79, uh, which was basically kind of just a Ronnie and he and Stanley Clark and some other folks just getting fucked up and playing on stage, you know, jamming on stage, fucking around on stage, very lighthearted, drunken, more like a Faces concert um, <clears throat> with a with a with a garage band. I mean, this is a band. And uh, I think the first album was Main Offender. Man, I can't know. I looked it up and I already forgot because I started reading other stuff. Uh, Talk is Cheap. That's the first expensive wino album. Talk is Cheap, which also had, in addition to the folks I mentioned, Bobby Keys was on it, Ivan Neville, Charlie Drayton on bass, Bernie Worrell, Bootsy Collins, and Maceo, Maceo Parker as well. Good stuff. He also relieved a li- released a live album from uh, Shit a month before. No, not a month before. A month before and five years. 15th December 1988 from that tour. Main Offender was the second studio, uh, second album Keith did. That is the tour that we're listening to now. And then Keith released another album called Cross-Eyed Heart six years ago in 2015. Pretty good stuff. Man. For rock and roll. I mean, Keith is living rock and roll. All right. Let me read you the set list to this, because you will be able to download this complete show, or complete recording, um, at heartofmarkness.com. And I'm not playing the complete show, so this is this will help you decide. We've got the show opener, something else, How I Wish, Wicked As It Seems, Gimme Shelter, 999, Running Too Deep, Locked Away, Time Is On My Side, Will But You Won't, Words of Wonder, Hate It When You Leave, Before They Make Me Run, Eileen, Body Talks, Band Introductions, Whip It Up, Coulda Stood You Up, Happy, and They Close With Take It So Hard. <clears throat> it's a good set list. If you're a Stones fan, or a Keith fan, or just curious about rock and roll, this is a good way to... uh a good baptism into this world. And what are we going to listen to, Mao Mark? We are going to listen to... You know, we're going to listen to Wicked As It Seems, the single off this, the album that he's touring for. Yeah, Wicked As It Seems. Now this is Keith. This is Latter-day Keith. With just... Keith is a master of the riffs. He plays guitar like Otis Redding sings. And uh, you can hear it. And you need the stones. That's the thing. You need the band. That's why you could see Keith Richards at the Hollywood Palladium. But you got to see the Rolling Stones at a fucking football field. Because you've got 5,000 people who would love to see Keith Richards. And you've got 105,000 people that would love to see the Rolling Stones. Such is the way of solo careers. Same thing with Robert Plant, you know. Alrighty, wicked as it seems, listen to that guitar. It is tight. 
His timing is amazing. His groove is incredible. I love Keith's guitar. Enjoy it. It's not. 
It's amazing. I mean, it 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 feels to me. Keith Richards' solo is feels to me kind of like um, John Paul Jones' solo or Jimmy Page Outrider solo. The material is great. The playing is great, but it almost feel, it feels like you're missing something. You know, it like that seems like a great groove, but it just I don't know. That's me. What I'm saying is, why can't it be the Rolling Stones? And it's not. It's Keith Richards, Expensive Winos. And that's tight. And that had a nice groove. And that guitar sound and his phrasing. Jesus Christ, I love him. Even now, I mean, he's almost 80. Charlie's not in the band anymore. But they're still still the Stones. I wouldn't see them, because it would cost $8 million to see them, and it's not... Wouldn't even be seeing the Stones that I saw in 1989, which is not like seeing the Stones when you have seen them just in 81 for the Steel Wheels or the Still Life uh, thing. Or 10 years before that, seeing them with Mick Taylor. Or five years before that, seeing them with Brian Jones. There's a million different iterations of the Stones, and they're all valid. Um, it's neat. I love Keith. I'm glad he exists, man. It's going to be a sad day when he's gone and... I don't even want to think about it. That'll be up there with losing Jimmy Page and losing Bob Dylan for me. And the voice, I used to uh I used to joke with my friends that there was a uh, an import 12-inch that I I saw while record shopping one day, or maybe when it was when I I managed a record store. I don't remember. Um but it was uh Bohemian Rhapsody as sung by Keith Richards, Joe Cocker, Tom Waits, and I can't remember who the fourth one was. It was either Lemmy or James Brown. And uh, can you imagine? Anyway, what do we got to play for you? I've got one more to play for you. Is that it? One more? Yeah, that's all I have, which means it's time for Der Spiel. What spiel, Mark? The spiel that podcast people give about their podcasts you can find me anywhere you can find podcasts really if you're listening to me on youtube you can find me uh on your phone anything that has a podcast should have me in it google apple soundcloud spotify any of those any of those you're gonna find me i think i did my due diligence with that um, you can also find me online on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under the nom de plume, Heart of Markness. I have a website that I mentioned earlier, heartofmarkness.com, where you can get links to get the complete recordings that I highlight during my shows when they're available. Every once in a while, I've got something I can't share, but that's, I mean, almost never. So, for example, you'll be able to go to heartofmarkness.com, and uh, if you're listening to this, this is the 26th of September, 2021. Say you're listening to this in April of 2023, and you want this show, if I'm still alive, uh, keep going to theheartofmarkness.com, search for Keith Richards, and there it'll be. And the reason that that exists is because of the patrons who support the show. The titans upon whose shoulders 
rests this mighty podcast. And if you go to patreon.com slash heart of Markness, or just click the Patreon uh, banner on my website, heartofmarkness.com, see if there's something there that uh, may inspire you to give me your money. So here are, for now, the current titans upon whose shoulders rests the heart of Markness. A laurel and a hearty handshake go out to Philip, Picard, Knegarn, Jeff, Chris, Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, David, Mark, Other David, Bonzo Billy, and Mimo. Special thanks go out to Patron Emeritus Jeremy for providing the microphone through which I'm speaking with you as well as the logo that appears on most of the podcast services. And now back to our show. All right, we're going to wrap this up with the show closer. Take it so hard. The first single off his first solo album that I told you the name of, and I still talk is cheap. Thank Christ, my memory, man. Out the fucking window. Talk is cheap. Take it so hard. Another great... Another great riff. Beautiful Keith. Love him, love him, love him. Enjoy it, friends. And uh, I'll talk to you after the show to say bye. Or after the song to say bye. There we go.
back. That was tight. That was tight. That's a good show. Man. All right, friendos. I'm wrapping it up. I will be back Thursday for another Led Zeppelin episode or Led Zeppelin themed. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I could do another part two for the Earl's Court audience compilation. Because God knows there's some good shit there. Or they might do something else. Who knows? Who knows? We shall see. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting. You can support also by, you know, just tell other people about this podcast. Share it on Twitter or Facebook or something when you see it pop up. Put it in front of more eyes. I would deeply appreciate it. But also thank you for listening. It means the world to me. I love doing this and I love that that there are people out there that love that I do this. It's really neato and I'm glad I started this back in the day. Super low-tech casually <laughs> and intermittently. But now it's a regular deal. Take it serious. All right. Thank you very much. Be good to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.